Leafs fam, hockey world, what's going on? This is the Leafs Combo Podcast. I am Norman James. Before we go any further, I want to say thank you for getting us over the 1,000 subscriber mark. It's a huge milestone for us. We appreciate it so much. Keep coming back. Tell your friends to subscribe too because we have so much more great content, commentary, and of course, Leafs Convo in store for you. Mike Godjello is standing by. He and I are going to talk about Leafs contracts. Rasmus Sandin getting his ELC and Andreas Janssen accepting a qualifying offer from the Maple Leafs, perhaps putting the organization in a weird spot. Mike's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Let's pod. The Leafs Convo starts right now. Here's our good friend from Buffalo, New York, Mike Augello. Hello, sir. Good morning, Norman. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Did you want to talk about something other than hockey for 10 minutes to start the show? <laughs> uh, no, no. There's, there's enough hockey news to go, so we can, we can do that. And I'm sure uh, everybody doesn't want to hear us talking about baseball. <laughs> we'll do that on our own time. I love baseball. So do my son and my daughter. Amazing stuff. Uh, but this is a hockey podcast centered on the Maple Leafs, and while there are no major free agents being reeled in right now, there is a lot of work to do in-house, making sure that the young talent is um, tied up for the foreseeable future, and getting uh, the young, dynamic player that is Andreas Janssen under contract. There are also some cap issues, or sorry, some roster issues that uh, Kyle Dubas has to crunch. We'll get to all of that uh, in the podcast, but first things first, uh, Rasmus Sandin uh, signed to an entry-level contract, um, mm-hmm. par for the course as a top pick, and the Leafs doing their due diligence. Nothing really fancy or special about it, but hey, it's business as usual. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely is. Uh, you know, good to get the first round pick locked up as they did last year with uh, Timothy Lilligren, um, you know, right out of or right after development camp last year. And uh, Sandine seems to be following the the same path that Lilligren did. He's going to go play for Sweden at the uh, World Junior Summer Showcase uh, in Kamloops. Uh, and he's going to try to make Team Sweden for the World Junior next, next December in Vancouver. Um, the question is with Sandine is where he's going to play it. Uh, next year and he's got options he can go back to the Sioux and play another year for a team that I think is going to be competitive for uh, you know to be the OHL representative in the Memorial Cup mm-hmm. or he could go back to Rogel uh, his uh, the team that owns his rights in the SHL or he could follow Lilligren and play with the Marlies so really it, it all depends on what he looks like at the at least that's what Kyle Dubas said is what he looks like at the in the rookie tournament and in training camp and the, the Leafs will decide from there but um you know he's 18 years old and he's needs a little bit of development time so I don't I don't think we're going to see him in blue and white in the with the Leafs jersey in, in the next couple of years oh to be young again Michael Rasmus Sandin has the world by the you know what he's got so much choice he's got some cash in the bank now um, he has a chance to be an integral part of an NHL team um, down the line. He can go overseas. He can play with the Marlies. He can go back up to the Sioux. Oh, to be young again, Mike. And I'm going to be watching this guy's not every step, but I will be keeping uh, tabs on the things that he does over the next mm-hmm. year and a bit. Um, because I find, I don't know, there's something about him. I find him intriguing, even though he's the type of player um, uh, the, 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 the mold, the model that we see in a Travis Dermott or a Jake Gardner, 
I don't know. I think there's a there's a bond between him and Kyle Dubas because of their connection to the Sioux. Dubas knows what he's doing. I don't know. Is this just a a run of the mill first round pick, Mike? Well, I mean, there's really no way to know, but I mean, coming over and scoring, I think he had 45 points with the Sioux in in his rookie year coming over from Sweden. That that's not chicken feed. I mean, he did very well. He seems to be a well-rounded player. He's got good IQ, good vision, good skating ability. So he seems to be a well-rounded all around solid defenseman. And if you look at, if you look at the Leafs in terms of their developmental model, I mean, uh, I, I mean, we keep we've talked ad nauseum about them going out and getting a defenseman uh, this summer. But one of the things that's going to be integral to them having success over the next few years when they do get Neilander and Marner and Matthews, along with Tavares, locked up on long term deals, they may not be able to afford a long term solution on the blue line, and they may have to depend on the Liljegrens and the Sandines to come through the organization and be the defenseman that they need uh, when they make their Stanley Cup runs and the, the developing those players is going to be a key part of the Leafs success going forward. This is the Leafs combo, Norman James, Mike Agello. I would like to say thank you to all of our subscribers, almost 1100 of you. Now we started this project three months ago and we've come a long way and uh, we owe it to Mike Agello because he's the master. He's the legend. He's the omniscient one. He's the Oracle. <laughs> But we also owe it to you. Thank you so much for being along uh, for this journey with us. And it's really just getting started. We're doing all of this practically with no hockey going on. Um, it's going to be really incredible to see what we can accomplish when there's actually you know, pucks being shot at goaltenders with stuff on the line. Um, you know, when you can't buy them, you just grow them. And the Leafs can buy. They have the money. But there are limits to how much you can spend unless you want to you know add all sorts of extra funds into the kitty um for being penalized for spending too much so you grow them and you made a good point there mike with all of the forwards that kyle dubas needs to get under contract in the years ahead you know why not start um cultivating uh your own stars your own contributors on the blue line and the Leafs do have the Rasmus Sandine, uh, Travis Dermott, Jake Gardner defenseman mold in spades. So, you know, that leads to the question, well, are they going to make some trades um, down the line? We, we just don't know. Do you see, however, though, this um, this puck rushing, puck movement, moving, point producing defenseman um, style, maybe becoming a bit of a hallmark or a trademark of, of the Leafs organization? Well, I, I think the Leafs are basically following the the you know the, the blueprint of the rest of the NHL. I mean, because that seems to be the type of defenseman that everybody is looking for now. It's you know size doesn't really matter as much anymore when you have a guy like Tory Krug or a guy like uh, uh, Ryan Ellis, who's not exactly the biggest defenseman in the world. They're successful and because they're fast and because they have good vision and they can they can create offense. And, yeah. I mean, that's that's and I wrote this yesterday. This is the reason why. And we, you know, Kyle Dubas came out and said he's going to sign Nealander. He's going to sign Marner and Matthews next summer. He's going to get all the big four, as I'll call them, locked up. 
that basically makes it virtually impossible for them to sign Jake Gardner after the next season, uh, mm-hmm. because Jake Gardner with the, with the defensive free agents evaporating, he's probably number two or if Eric Carlson gets signed number one on the free agent list in terms of defensemen and the Leafs will not be able to pay him like 6.8 or something like that, which is like the Kevin Shattenkirk deal or something more. They, they simply cannot afford that. So they're going to probably either, trade him this summer, trade him at the deadline or let him walk. And if they let him walk, then they're going to depend on Lilia Grin next year or the 2019 to come into the, into the organization to replace Gardner. And, you know, they'll probably try to add somebody else as well, but that's, you know, that's the model that they may have to follow. But I still think if there's an opportunity out there, they're going to trade for a defenseman. You'd like to get something for Jake Gardner. If you are, forecasting his departure from Toronto in a year's time. However, if you're going for the cup, you want a guy like that on your team. So it's, you take your chance. And we see this in baseball when you pick up a player uh, as a rental or hockey, even you pick up a player as a rental, you know, it's a situation where they're there for a good time, not a long time. You take your chance. If you win your cup, you, you really don't care what happens after. If you don't, well, you gave it the old college try. My belief is that Jake Gardner is going to be a part of this team for the season to come. You know, he's going to put up, if he's healthy, 50, 60 points, which would put him among the elite point producers um, in the NHL. And uh, I think uh, he's good as gone this time next year. I, I, that's that's how I'm feeling about it. I just yeah. To trade Gardner right now would be um, – somewhat controversial considering uh, his stature on the blue line, unless you bring, you know, you, you don't need to trade Gardner for another forward for goodness sakes. You need to trade Gardner for um, uh, one of his contemporaries who does something a little different back there. And, you know, we've already listed Mike uh, on previous episodes of the Leafs combo, the, the players, the, 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 the defensemen either on the market or potentially on the market, whether through free agency or, or trade um, who the Leafs, would consider looking at or could consider looking at. And it's not, it's not like the, the market is saturated with all kinds of amazing talent that is ripe for the picking, Mike. So let's just kind of pencil Gardner in for the season ahead. And it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And who knows what happens next year? I think he could be gone, but you never know those wizards that Kyle Dubas has well, uh, working with him. Go ahead. Well, the, the, argu- the, mar- the argument is, you know, there's one of three options. Either they do it, as you said, they keep them. They do what they did with Bozak and, and JVR. Uh-huh. They keep them through the entire year, and they, le- and they let them walk in free agency because they can't afford them. To me, that's the least palatable of the three options. The, uh, the option two is you trade them um, you, you know, this summer, and you try to get one of those defensemen uh, that we mentioned, uh, Justin Falk or Chris Tanev, either, either in exchange for what – Gardner or in exchange for what they get for Gardner or you keep them and you watch Travis Dermott next year. And if Travis Dermott matures and is able to step into the top four role, then you trade Gardner at the deadline. It's uh, to me, it's, it's just not, uh, you know, and I understand why they did it within Reams, Dyke and Bozak, but I, I just think when you have opportunities to acquire assets, mm-hmm. you do it. Yeah. But we'll see. Absolutely. This is the least combo, Norman James. Mike uh, Jello, burning up the charts. Thank you so much to all of you subscribers. I love the comments that we produce through our podcast, Mike. The, the fire and the vigor 
and the interest level of our followers is just amazing. And I tip my hat to everyone um, who listens to us and who engages in the comment section. It's just beautiful stuff. You could go on social media, Twitter or wherever, and some of the some of the stuff just degenerates into just nonsense. But I find primarily good, constructive, concrete, um, informative commentary that we get not only from you mike but we get from from our our listeners and our followers and our subscribers and i find myself delving more into the the conversations that um unfold in our youtube platform than i do on twitter a lot uh especially recently and um it's been a an absolute blessing mike let's get on to andreas Janssen. he was Mm -hmm. just fantastic in the Calder Cup players. What did he win? The what was the 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 the, the, the J- version of the AHL playoff the, MVP? What is that called? Yeah, the Jack Butterfield trophy, <laughs> which is the Smythe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Butterball. Like you're out there ah. and he's like, he's a top scorer of the AHL playoffs. Here's a turkey. Yeah, would, you know, <laughs> Butterball, Butterfield. I'm, I'm not a one to disparage the Butterfields. I'm sure they're legends. But um he did that. He had a spell in the NHL. He played in the in the playoffs with the Leafs. He's mm-hmm. dynamic. He's fast. He's creative. He's Swedish hockey. We love the Swedes. They're they're absolutely amazing. The greatest Leaf of all time, Matt Sundin. Um, look, Boy. come on now. We should get a little bit of a, a conversation going yeah. within the yeah, YouTube comment section. We'll do that, that another time. That's, that's another show altogether. Anyway, Andreas Janssen, Andreas Janssen accepts the qualifying offer surprisingly Mike it's one year he's putting himself out there and I think he's confident in himself and in Andreas Janssen taking this 800 grand or whatever he's going to make for the season ahead it's a two-way deal does he kind of win that little um jousting match with the Maple Leafs there well it, it it's not a it was not a, ma- a miscalculation by by Kyle Dubas and the Leafs they they had to qualify make a qualifying offer to Janssen uh before July 1st they did that it's 10% of an increase of 10% over the uh contract that he had last year they did that they have the option of accepting it or rejecting it and if they rejected it then the Leafs and Janssen's representatives would have to negotiate a new deal and i i, I believe the Leafs would have been more interested in that because if you get him locked up for more than one year, it's sort of cost certainty. Now, I, I think based on his play, he was a point per game player with the Marlies during the regular season. He had a fantastic playoff with the Marlies. He impressed at the NHL level. I believe he's ready for the NHL as a full time guy. I, he's probably going to factor into the Leafs' top nine. I think he'll score between 15 and 20 goals. It would have been more beneficial for the Leafs to get him locked up for more than one year because next summer, if he scores that 15 to 20 goals, he's going to come a calling just like Marner and Matthews and obviously he won't be paid at that level, but that's just one more headache you sort of have to worry about in terms of getting a player signed. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be successful. I think he's an NHL player. I think he's going to be very speedy and very effective and, you know, we'll just see how much it's going to cost them next summer. It's amazing. We have the John Tavares's of the world coming and that's just going to be amazing when he first when he gets on the ice legitimately and with all the cameras there and fans watching it's it's going to be a show the John Tavares show can't wait for it but there are all sorts of other amazing stories within this within this organization the Rasmus Sandin Andreas Janssen um, the search for another defenseman Kyle Dubas could pull another rabbit out of his hat between now and September it's just it's just such an amazing time to be a Maple Leaf fan and 
Um, you know, when it comes to the forward unit, we just Andreas Janssen is your your ninth forward. It's it's an embarrassment of riches for the Maple Leafs, and I really hope for uh, entertainment's sake they just shellac teams this coming. Yeah, I, I hope they score nine, ten goals every every uh, a game each week. It's it's going to be so much fun, Mike. I'm so excited about it. Really well. Well, the the burden on Dubis going into the off season was not heavy. I mean, he he's gotten most of his RFAs signed up right now. Only Neilander is unsigned. He only had, I, I believe, it was three you know, significant RFAs to get under contract, and that was Janssen, Justin Hall, and and Neilander. So now they have Neilander, and we'll we'll talk about that. I, that could be something that takes a little while to get done. What I think is a concern for the Leafs is, and this has been the concern over the last few years, and a a, a symptom of their success in terms of drafting players and and recognizing talent is, you know, after just a few moves, they're up at forty six contracts right now. Uh, Sandine's contract will not count against the fifty contract limit because he's uh an it's an entry level and he's probably going to play either in junior or sweden or with the marlies and it wouldn't count instances but once they sign Neilander, they're at 47 contracts and there's just not a lot of wiggle room and i, I still think that there's a need and a want to add maybe a defenseman mm-hmm. or you know they could go out and add somebody uh in terms of a pto who they might want to sign on a on a contract and you're right up against that 50 contract limit so to my mind that still factors in the possibility of them making a two or three for one deal to get a defenseman and that would sort of alleviate that that crunch we watch we wait we wonder mike let's talk numbers let's talk the cap crunch let's talk contracts we like the flash and the dash. <laughs> Nothing is better than signing a mega free agent. And the Leafs signed arguably the biggest free agent in NHL history uh, in John Tavares. And amazing in these times because we don't see players of his mega stature reach the market anymore. And I just felt like it was meant to be. It was his destiny to become a Leaf. And I think it's John Tavares's duty to help this team win a Stanley Cup. Last word to you, Mike. It, it is weird. It's only been two weeks. It's now, you know, in the in the mind's eye of, of Leaf fans, it's tough to imagine the Leafs without John Tavares, and it's been two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and, and that, it, that just says something about, you know, the perspective of a fan base, and it will be very interesting. We're exactly two months away from the opening of training camp in Niagara Falls in September, and I think a lot of Leaf fans can't wait for the summer to be over with to see uh, number 91 in action on the, on the ice. Is he and are we going to have to get a restraining order against jilted Islanders fans? <laughs> have you seen the, some of the videos I, on I have, social media? Burning yes. jerseys, like it's burning John Tavares in effigy. Wow. I mean, it's, 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 hey, it's Long Island, man. God, yeah. I love him. And, and, and radio hosts on WFAN going out and saying that Tavares secretly hated the Islanders for doing what he did. It's yeah. like, it just, yeah, exactly. New York is the center of it all when it comes to baseball and basketball. But when it comes to hockey, the biggest market on the planet, the most important market on the planet is Toronto. Stick that in your Bozak and smoke it. Hey, Mike, got to go. Thanks, Norm.
That's going to wrap up this podcast at Mike and Buffalo, at I Am Sports Heart, at the Leafs Convo on bonfire.com right now. We still have shirts available, the We Will Edition, Be Bullish, and the Leafs Convo Summer Gear. You can click the links within the YouTube post. Go ahead and support the podcast in any way you possibly can. We know you do it with your listenership, and we're so appreciative. But you feel this podcast, now is your chance to wear it. My shirts are coming in real soon. I'm going to rock them. I'm going to take some shots. I'm going to put them out there. You're going to see, and you're going to want to be like me. For Mike Augello, I'm Norman James. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Least Convo. Peace out.